Hey everybody, welcome back to the next cast. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Tyler. Indeed he is. So we have taken a couple weeks off. If you uh, tuned in last week, you would have heard an interview between me and Dart Zero, who's the developer of Zero Linux. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and check that. That went out as a bonus episode. So uh, that was a nice hour of talking about Linux and Arch and stuff like that. That was very fun. So, uh, But we're back talking about Linuxy, like Linuxy things, and uh, we plan to go from here until you know Christmas or something. We're going to put a good string of episodes right in a row. That's the plan, oh, yeah. anyways. So, um, yeah, so this is a Linux cast. We talk about Linuxy things. Um, I'm pretty sure I already said that. And you guys know this. When, I, when we take two weeks off or more than a week off, I forget how to talk. And I forget how to do the podcast. I forget about all the things that I'm supposed to know how to say. And all of a sudden, words become really horrible. And Tyler has the green flashing back again. And it only happens when I don't look at him. So <laughs> mm-hmm. it's really weird. I don't know. You think that they'd fix that. Like, the Brio is a very popular yeah. webcam. but you, So you'd think that they'd fix that. So, But no, they didn't fix that. Anyway, so if you're watching the live video and you're seeing the, the green flashes, um, that's Tyler's fault. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, as always. Yeah. So just ignore it as well as you can. So let's go ahead and move on into the first section of the show. And this is where we discuss the things that we've done since the last time we saw each other. So, Tyler, what have you been doing in the world of FOSS? Anything good? Uh, well, um, yes. So technically speaking, my Steam Deck is a birthday present. So um, I've obviously been playing with it. Um, and I'm away from my house dog sitting, so it's been great to have with me. Um, but I've mainly just been, um, I, I was working on a game, uh, to make a survival game, like an open source survival game for Linux, but I've stopped because I've been playing DayZ on the Steam Deck and it's awesome. It's just great. Um, It works fantastic. Um, And I've also been messing around. I installed Linux Mint on the Steam Deck and tried that out. Um, It works great. Um, I even... I didn't really need to, but I did update the kernel to the um, newer 5.19-something Licorix kernel, which is like the Zen kernel, but for Ubuntu and Debian. And um, it works great. Uh, the only problem is, is the audio drivers are not in the kernel for the device, and they won't be there until 5.20, I think. So, yeah, audio doesn't work on it. But I've I've tried out like Linux Mint on it. Works fantastic. Um, I, I'm still really liking Mint, and. Um, yeah, also the BIOS on the Steam Deck is really nice. Like, it's really nice. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. Hmm. What about you? Well, I've been doing many things. So uh, I started using Plex again. So I was planning on using Jellyfin to... Because I, I, for the last year, I've been a subscriber to Deezer. And I decided I didn't want to pay for Deezer anymore. So I decided just to start using my own music, which I have tons of music and the only issue and the only really reason I ever use this uh, streaming service anyways was because all my playlists are on streaming services and they're 
easy to transfer back and forth, but they're really hard to get onto your computer just for your own music, unless you create them by hand, which I just ended up doing. But anyways, I tried to use Jellyfin. I could not get it to work on Fedora. I don't know what was going on there. I couldn't get the service to start running. So I ended up using Plex because I'm familiar with Plex. It's okay, but man, do they clutter up the interface with a whole bunch of shit. I mean, like, I don't care about all of these third-rate, straight-to-VHS movies. Like, seriously, if I see one more movie with, like, The Rock in it, I'm just going to pull out my hair. Like, that that man is in every single movie. Did you know that? Like, you could see a, a, a movie about, like, um, My Little Pony or something, and look, there's The Rock. You know? <laughs> He's, yep. he's definitely riding one of the ponies, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, so I, I guess Plex set up, and that's, I've been messing around with that for now a couple weeks, I suppose, and uh, getting my... Because it turns out that I haven't used my music collection in probably 10 years, really, on in any amount of time, because I've been just been using streaming services. So my music collection is pretty out of date. A lot of the new stuff that I like just isn't there. So I've been using um, my thingy of the week to, you know, creatively, ac- cr- creatively acquire music. I should say, <laughs> you know, so that's how I've been getting no. filling out my music uh, catalog, which is probably not the best way to do it. But I- I've been doing it that way anyways. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I also got a brand new microphone. So... I decided that I was going to start using my standing desk more, and I'm going to try to do some videos and some podcasts from there. So what I decided to do was move my Heil PR40 from here and my Scarlett Focusrite Solo, whatever the hell it's, Focusrite Scarlett Solo, whatever it's called, over there as well. So I needed something for here. So I ended up with the Shure SM7B, and it sound, it's fine. It's um, It definitely picks up more noise than I'm kind of used to, but I'm still kind of dialing it, dialing it in, so not quite there yeah. yet. Um, I was about to say, like, I mean, that's like kind of the best microphone that you could get. Yeah, I'm still I'm still working on it. The audio interface I went with is something that I'm really really happy with. It's called the the Universal Audio Volt two nine seven two seven nine something like that, and it is amazing. It's so good. It has a built-in compressor in it, and it means that you can pretty much turn your compressor off or not do any of the compress- compression in like OBS or whatever. It just does it automatically, and it is oh, nice. so good. Um, very pricey. I, I shouldn't have spent as much money as I did on it, but at the end of the day, I'm pretty happy with it. So, yeah, that's that's what I did with there. And then uh, the related to that, I've been working on getting my standing desk into a position where I can, you know, uh, actually use it more often the biggest stumbling block i'm coming up for it with right now is i can't get the focus right scar solo to uh, work uh, because it won't draw power from any of the usb ports on that old ass computer back there so i need to find a usb 3 like uh, card or something to put in that computer to actually get the power to it which is stupid uh, i'm also having problems with that monitor because i can't create videos on that monitor because that monitor back there is 23 years old and <laughs> oh and, fun and it does it, and as it's 23 years old it is not 1080p <laughs> so d- doing videos on there is pretty much a no-go i mean it works fine because it's just a little monitor but it does not 
it's not gonna do well for YouTube videos, at least as it is right now. So I need to. I'm thinking about getting another monitor for. I'm not I haven't decided whether or not I'm just gonna get a bigger monitor for this desk and then take one of these 27s over there, or if I'm going to leave the 27s here and get a, another 27 for over there. I haven't decided really decided yet. Um, but yeah. That's the stuff that I've been doing. Nothing other than the Plex thing really Linux related, but I will say this. When I first got an audio interface, I was so like completely flummoxed at how to get the audio interface to work with Linux. Like I had no clue how to do it. Like I took it took yeah. me 2 weeks to figure out how to get an audio interface to work. This one was plug and play, didn't have any problems. Now I don't know whether or not that's just because I I now have knowledge of how to set defaults and stuff in Linux, which I didn't then, or if this one's just working <laughs> better with Linux, but this one here, it even remembers that it's supposed to be hooked up. So, you, you know, in Pipewire, oftentimes when you reboot your computer, it changes to a different input. Um, yeah. This one, it just remembers that this is the default. It's been very nice. Um, yeah. So, I'm very I'm very happy with that. that. That was definitely a good investment, so I was happy about that. Okay, so moving on into the contact information. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do so in any number of ways. So there are contact links at the linuxcast.org slash contact. Those are, that's where most of the stuff that you can find to contact is with us, but you can also email us at email at the linuxcast.org. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, all that stuff. Those links will be at, uh, in the video description or at the linuxcast.org slash contact. Speaking of linuxcast.org, that is the website where you'll find all of our back episodes, along with several blog posts that I post pretty much every week. If you want to get those early, you can support me on Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash linuxcast. Tyler is on YouTube at youtube.com slash zanyog. I mean, theoretically, he's on YouTube at youtube.com slash zanyog. Yep. I haven't actually seen him. He's like he's become like a, a, a Bigfoot or a Yeti or something like that. He just pops up every once in a while with a community post. Saying, oh yeah, I'm doing this. Eventually I'll make a video again. I'll believe that when I see it. Because he's obviously just too good for YouTube now. I'm just saying, he's he's too busy with his his Steam Deck. And the, the rest of us just are going to have to... I mean, every once a week he'll pop out of his game-induced fog. And join us for a podcast. Mm -hmm. And then he'll just burrow right back into whatever oh. game he's playing. I need it to be long enough that you guys are like wanting me back. You know, you're making, like, you're making the heart grow fonder. I don't think exactly. That, yeah. Yeah. I know YouTube doesn't work that way at all. I don't think that the algorithm is going to be very forgiving that you've decided to uh, become a steam deck addict. I'm just saying, yeah, you need help. Yeah. Man. You need help is what I'm saying. Oh, I do. Oh, I do. A hundred percent. Anyways, that's the contact information. Do contact us via the email or whatever because we're very lonely people because we're all living in our mom's basements and we haven't showered in, in ages and we're Linux nerds and we like GNOME. So uh, definitely the type of, you know, person you want to contact via email because <laughs> I'm nope. sure that's a very stable person you're emailing. Right there. Okay. Um, we were. It, 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 I don't know whether or not that conversation happened before or after we started recording, or, or before we have, after the collapse or whatever. But we were talking about yeah. the stereotypes of Linux nerds. So that's the reason why. That's the reason why that was funny because everyone just assumes that if you like Linux, you'll live in the basement. Yep. So yeah. Anyways, moving on. The news. 
Each and every week, Tyler and I scour the internet for the most latest breaking news. I'm pretty sure the link that I chose is now four weeks old. I'm just pretty sure that that's true. <laughs> so, uh, in this case, not so breaking news. So, Tyler, what is your uh, news link of the week? Mine is that there's some uh, improvements coming to the Linux um, kernel in 6.1. Um, it's going to be a whole bunch of improvements for the new RDNA 3 chips, but also for the... 6000 series it's already out which i have a card um and th they're adding like a kind of a i think it's to do with like resetting so you'll be able to like reset now with a new like mode and uh this one will the this mode reset is intended for multi-container use cases and others where needing a quick gpu reset and without causing the memory, uh, the video memory to be lost. So you'll be able to like reset the GPU without losing any of the memory in data or like in, in the RAM, which is pretty cool. Like, you know, I keep thinking about this. The Linux kernel definitely, it has come a long way in the last few years when it comes to hardware support. It just feels like that, it used to be when there was a new GPU or something like that, it would take two or three kernel releases for the kernel to even even think about supporting, and then that support. Like, remember when you first got your card, your yeah. AMD card? It, the support wasn't very good for that thing, but it, it got better really fast. Mm -hmm. now, now, lately, it seems like that kind of stuff is pretty much instantaneous. I, I, maybe that's just a perception issue on my part, but um, they seem to be doing a lot better job when it comes to hardware. Uh, support. Uh, I, I think they are. That's nice. Yeah. Alright, so my news is also having to do with Linux 6.1. Can we just pause for a minute and think how weird it is that they're on version 6.1 already? Um, mm -hmm. I, I know they basically choose the the version numbers randomly, uh, but it just feels weird. Um, anyway, so uh, version 6.1 will make it easier to help spot faulty CPUs, so when things go wrong, the kernel will at least make it easier for you to spot problems. Uh, so it will re supposedly it will report the likely socket and core when when a segmentation fault occurs, which can um, help the user spot any trends or if they're routine, routinely failing or if it's causing problems more often than just one time. Right. So that is again another thing that has to do with a lot of these new C CPUs that have more technology on them for error reporting than they used to have. So a lot of that stuff was spawned by those, you know, remember like Spectre and Countdown or whatever the hell they were, the flaws inside the actual hardware that they had to fix, it was a couple of years ago. A lot of this yeah. newer hard, the newer CPUs and stuff like that have more technology on them to actually spot faults and stuff, which is uh, way beyond me. Like I have no clue what any of that stuff even means. I said it, but I don't. I don't know what the words mean. So, <laughs> um, it's definitely interesting. I also think that um, the more this more of this stuff that comes to Linux, the better it is for things like the Steam Deck and stuff like that, which will allow to. I mean, because eventually a lot of stuff is going to filter into ARM as well. So that's gonna be very nice. Um, yeah. so, 
we're going to move on to the main topic because I think I believe somebody's pushing for the main topic already. <laughs> like, you must be new. We don't get to the main topic until we're at least an hour in, and we've only been going for twenty minutes. I mean, <laughs> you know, the fact the fact that we're twenty minutes in and, and prepared to do the main topic is mind blowing. It's, it's normally at least thirty minutes in. Oh, it, and oh like, yeah. And thirty minutes, like, I, I, and I mean, like, dude, when we get when we get to the main topic in thirty minutes, we're both impressed. We're like, oh, we're on top of it today. It has never happened in nineteen minutes before, ever. Yeah, and really, never. it's happening in less than nineteen minutes because we bullshitted after the clap for at least two. So this is like mm-hmm. seventeen minutes. It's really weird. I need oh, I need to switch back to the main scene so you can actually see us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm new here. I don't remember anything. It's okay. Um, usually, it's the other the other guy. That cr- controls the, you know, because we have a producer now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we fancy. Uh, um. Anyway, so let's go ahead and move on to the main topic. The the news was just not interesting. I mean, it's it was good news, but it's nerdy news. Not many people are interested. In it. All right. I mean, everyone's more interested in the I th- deck. I think that the reason why we're moving on so fast is because t- this is Tyler's topic, and he is so. <laughs> I wouldn't say obsessed. No, I'm going to say obsessed with the Steam Deck from Valve that he just can't hold himself back. He's like the, the little kid that know, just knows he's going to get a toy and it's the day before, but is it? can we go yet? Can we go yet? Can we go get the toy now? And <sighs> six. I mean, he's just very impatient when it comes to this stuff. So, Tyler, what is it that you like about the damn Steam Deck? Well, you're... You're pretty right with what you're saying there, because like, it it is like when you get really excited to go get a con- like, you know, when you're a kid, you get really excited to go get a game or a console or something. You're super excited. You go and get it. You go home and you play it, and then the next day when you go back to play it, all of that excitement that you had the first day is gone, and like. You know, you're you still like it, but you're not nearly as excited as you were like going to get it. It's like that, but if the initial excitement never wore off, like the Steam Deck is just so obscenely good. It it it's so great as a computer, as a console. As a gaming device, it's just, it's awesome. Um, I mean, uh, I know someone asked about, um, could we do a video or talk about um, Gnome or, you know, something else on the deck? Um, For anyone who doesn't know this, if you want to change out your desktop environment on the deck, pretty easy to do. It's not very difficult. Um, you, You do you probably will have to turn off or disable the read only mode, but that's a simple command. Um, and I mean, really in all honesty, like changing out the desktop environment, super easy. Um, you can install other Linux distros on it really easily. Um, it's not difficult at all. Um, the only, cause I mean, again, it's a normal computer. So you just, you hold down the power or the volume up button, press the power button and just keep holding the volume button. And then you'll pop into the BIOS and, um, 
you can just go to the boot manager and boot into something else. And it's, it's exactly like a normal computer. The only difference is the, the audio drivers for the steam deck are not in the kernel yet. So you can't, you can't really install other distros and have the audio work properly um, on the deck, but in every other aspect, it's completely working. And again, in 5.20, like whatever it is, um, the next major point release uh, for the kernel, the audio driver should be baked into the kernel. So you shouldn't have any problems. But, I mean, overall, the deck is an insanely good device. Oh. I, I mean, it is. Wow. Okay. I'm glad we... I, I asked you that question even though it's not the question we're supposed to be answering. Because I wanted to get you to get that out of your system. Thank uh, you. Just for a moment. Thank you. So, but I have two mm-hmm. questions for you. What are you run, What distro are you running the official Steam OS uh, on it right now mm-hmm. as you re- as you record this? Or are you still uh, on uh, uh, Steam OS. Okay. Mint, again, the audio does not... I, I would have to be using this microphone and everything to even have audio working on the device. Um, and it's kind of nice to be able to, like, be on a Steam call with friends playing Daisy or something like that and walk around and be able to talk with them and, like, lay in bed and everything. So right. I'm not going to install something else right now. Okay. But... Yeah, yeah I that makes sense. Um, not, I mean, it's not as if you haven't installed a random distribution on your computer right before the podcast before or anything like that. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Two things. So first of all, uh, Dark Zero left a, a super chat way back and when he asked us, what stereotype are you? I'm definitely the gnome lover of the group. Um, I mean, that's definitely the stereotype that I apparently fit. Um, Tyler is the uh, stoned hippie gamer. I <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, 100%. Hey, Ty- Tyler's the guy who looks stoned even when he's not stoned. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think about half the comments we usually get on these videos like, man, Tyler's was really hitting it today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, that, those are the stereotypes that um, we just happened to. Oh, also, the stereotype apparently I, I get is Arch user because there's that meme of the guy in the art shirt that has the gigantic gut that's just hanging out of his belly oh um, first of oh. all i am a big guy okay i have a belly uh but i also have shirts that cover it so not that guy <laughs> um so and also you're much more of an arco guy anyway um no man i'm fedora all the way well now but (laughs) like back when you were getting these comments even then like yes sure you were i mean you you liked arch obviously but you were much more of an arco fanboy much like much too lazy to ever install (laughs) have to have the calamari's (laughs) installer um, yeah, all right, so those are the two things uh, that I wanted to cover before we move into the actual main topic. So has the Steam Deck been successful? But first, before we jump into that, let me talk a little bit about how this device drives me nuts. So you talked about how much you love it, and I haven't tried it. I'm sure it's a fantastic device, and I want one. I, re- I reordered it, I resubmitted my uh, pre-order for it. And I happily used the $5 that was already in my account to do so. 
Um, I didn't even have to pay a new $5. It was the same $5 before. And I've also transferred the money to the appropriate account, so it's there when that Steam Deck is here. So that thing I'm definitely going to get. However, I can't stand the name. Like, I cannot stand the name. Um, That's everyone's argument. And uh, I, I have to be honest, you're right. It's a dumb name. Like, it is a dumb name. I don't understand like, in this day and age, like, where everyone ha- every company has 25 million lawyers on retainer, how Elgato hasn't said, you know what? That Steam Deck and that Stream Deck, those names are kind of, you know, close together. There's only, like, I don't know, one letter between them. Maybe we yeah. should do something about that. I don't know. <laughs> You'd think... I, I don't understand... I don't understand how the executives at Valve decided to sit down in a room. They've created this device, and it's time to name it. And they're like, what should we name it? Oh, yeah. How about Stream Deck, but without the R? It's like, that was that's not a good idea, because... When I created the stream for today, I I wrote Stream Deck twice. <laughs> and yeah. this thing has been out now for a year, and I still can't remember to call it a Steam Deck half the time. It's just really, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, or it says, sorry, your beard is not long enough for ours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I think when it comes down to the Steam Deck, like I, I think really... Really, in all honesty, it's just it's a bad decision on on Valve's part because, I mean, it it wouldn't be nearly that much of a talking point if the Stream Deck wasn't such a massive popular device already. Like, I mean, almost every person that does streaming uses one, and then the people who don't stream or do anything but just watch youtube like even the people who watch clips on youtube of streamers see their stream deck or hear people talking about their stream deck so like you don't even have to be a streamer to be familiar with that product and so like it's just a dumb decision on their part because everyone's so familiar with the stream deck like but i mean Besides name wise, like I don't think there's any, there's no real problems with the hardware. Like, I, I mean, I've, I heard, mean, I've heard things about loud fan noise and stuff like that, but that's gonna be, I mean, they've ironed that shit out. So I, I think that, the, yeah. the, like I said, I haven't tried the device, and I won't until probably quarter four. So I can't say how good it is personally. However, the things that I've read. I haven't seen a single person say that this thing is really bad. Like that. Remember when it was announced? You and I talked about this on the podcast. Like we we said that this thing had the potential to be horrible for Linux gaming because yes. if it came out and there were no games, or if the software was really bad, or the hardware was really bad, whatever the case may be, if it had any complaints at all, this thing was going to seriously put a knock in any game developer wanting to develop for Linux. That was our bit. I mean, we had a huge, I mean, we, I think I did two videos about that just my, by myself. And then we talked about it on multiple podcasts about how mm-hmm. this thing had a potential to be really, really bad for Linux. And it has blown that worry completely away. Like yes. I haven't like the, the most diehard 
Windows person you can talk to will be perfectly happy using the Steam Deck using Linux. Because, first of all, it has something like, I think they just went over like 2,000, maybe 5,000 games that are verified <laughs> or something like that. Some insane number. There's been, never been a console in the history of consoles that has that many games for it that work. There just hasn't been. No. Ever. And that's just, I mean, yeah. just, you just think about that, and that's mind-blowing. I mean, five, yeah. five years ago, when I first started using Linux, gaming was meh at best, right? It was not a good experience for the most part. Proton was just kind of getting its legs under there, and, you know, half the stuff didn't work, and Wine was still a pain in the ass to use, and Lutris didn't really exist, or nobody ever used it, you know, so... Five, that was five years ago. In five years, they've completely changed the game with 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 Proton and the number of games that are available, not only for the Steam Deck, for all of Linux. And I, you, you have to think that the only reason Valve has done what they've done to enable Linux gaming is because they knew they were going to create this thing. Like they knew that this is what they wanted to create eventually. And they knew in order for it to be a success, they had to have games ready for it, and they've done it. Um, it's yeah. it's not often, like Tyler. I mean, it's not often when a company will, says we're going to create a brand new product that has basically been never been seen before. Like, yes, we've had handheld game consoles for a long time, but they all have been pro- pro- proprietary. They've all been locked down into very uh, video game centric use cases. So things like the, the DS and the Game Boy and the, 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 um, Switch and the PS Vita and stuff like that. All that stuff. Like, if you wanted to play a game with, on the PS Vita, unless you know how to, like, jailbreak the damn thing, you were going to pay $60 for a game and you were gonna buy it from Sony. Like, you were gonna buy it from the store. Yeah. Or you were gonna buy a, a cartridge when it was the PSP or whatever, right? Now, so they create, decide they're going to create a, the Steam Deck thing, and it completely changed the way people thought about game consoles, but more because it's not really a game console, it's a computer, right? And that has changed, it it feels like it has changed a lot of people's perspective on Linux, even if all they ever do is stick around in the big game mode on the Steam Deck. Well, it's changed changed people's opinion on, on Linux as a like viable i guess like commercial product like because like valve valve like when, when it comes to the steam deck the steam deck really could have crushed linux's uh, potential in like the commercial space and and especially gaming space because if it wasn't good and just stuff didn't work right and it was unreliable it would have been really really bad uh, i mean especially in the people who aren't interested in linux in general but are interested in gaming like their interest in linux would just completely dissipate or even like willingness to be interested in linux but valve's done an exceptional job like the hardware is it's it's incredible how amazing the hardware performance wise it's mind-blowing the ram is faster than you're going to get in any 
regular desktop computer. Like if you go DDR4 route, you'd have to you'd have to buy the most expensive, egregious RAM sticks to even get close to the speed that you're going to get in the Steam Deck. It, it overall the hardware is fantastic, and Linux has never been better than on the Steam Deck. It is superb. I mean, I'm using the like. For those of you watching who don't know, I am doing this from the Steam Deck. Um, that's why my camera is glitching. The Brio on Linux, for some reason, just goes green screen from some like random times. It's awesome. It's a great feature. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like KDE on here is awesome. It's super reliable. Like the 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 Arch system that Valve is using is really great it's they've really fine-tuned it for the device and um they've made it reliable and i think that's like the most important part is it is reliable um someone actually commented and and talked about it like they had a friend that received the deck with joystick drift and that's pretty much the only complaint that i've heard from anybody is that the joysticks might have drift or get drift uh, after a you know a certain amount of time or whenever you know um but even that downside i think highlights a good good thing about the deck if you have those problems or if you're worried about those problems you can order like the the deck isn't even using the nicest types of joysticks that you can buy and so you could just spend like 60 or 80 bucks on some really nice joysticks for it and slap those in. And again, like taking apart the deck is not hard. Like there's plenty of tutorials and guides online to do it. Um, it's just, it's overall, it's a, it's not just a good handheld device. It's a fucking fantastic computer. Like it's great. It's really good on power. Um, the screen is, uh, I mean, I've heard people complain about it, but the screen's fantastic. Um, it works reliably. Um, there's plenty of input options for it. I mean, like Ben in the chat has been like extremely hostile towards the Steam Deck. He's like, I, I will honestly say I hate the Steam Deck. I have zero interest in it. Um, I. I, I get some I, I get people not liking or like not really being interested in the deck because you don't really play games that much. Um, like I get that. but I mean, even at the end of the day, like if you're considering getting a laptop, like just to have a computer to take around with you, um, I mean, I would say the steam deck's better. like because this like let's like, Let's just say you're going to get a pretty power, like a pretty decent, powerful laptop. You're probably looking at spending around 800 bucks on a good, decent performing laptop. For 800 bucks, you could get the Steam Deck, a nice keyboard, and a portable like 15 inch, um, one of those like foldable like laptop screens, and you have essentially the same thing as a laptop. Not only will it have more horsepower than probably the laptop you're going to buy, but also you can pick out the type of keyboard and have a nice mechanical keyboard that's like portable to go in your backpack. 
it, it, it's really just, it's, there's so much bang for buck in the steam deck. It's hard to argue against it. It's, it's really good. I don't, I, I think I would have a problem pointing people towards buying this as just a computer. Um, not that it's not a good computer, but there are definite drawbacks to having this instead of an actual, uh, computer. I, at least I think so. Things like having a bigger screen that you can carry with you. I mean, that is a very small screen to use as a computer on the go. Um, most no. people aren't going to want to carry an uh, like a, an extra monitor with them just so they they can have something bigger than a seven inch screen. So, um, if you want a computer, I'd say buy a computer. But well, I mean, he, he, as somebody who is using this to replace a laptop, I really don't think it's 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 really not that different. Like, because I mean, don't if you think take about this it, as, like, don't take this as an as an offensive statement, Tyler. But you're a weirdo, so. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you're not wrong. You're, I am weird. You're a nerd. Um, you're you're a lovable but, you're a lovable nerd, but I don't I don't think most people right. would want would be happy with a seven inch screen to do work on or anything. That's not what I'm saying. But what like what I'm saying is carrying around an extra portable monitor with you. Mm. Like if you if you do that and bring it around with you, like the case that you get with the Steam Deck, I can get up and go grab it. But I mean, it's pretty small. Like this deck is not that big. And so it, like if you were it, like, if we're comparing this to a gaming laptop, like with the gaming laptop, you're going to have that big ass like charging brick that you got to carry around with you anyway. And the laptop's not exactly thin. It's not massive, but it's not super thin. If you have the portable, like little lap or uh, portable monitor with you, like I have one and those they're pretty fucking thin. And like you put that in your laptop sleeve and in your backpack and the steam deck case in the back of it has a part to put your charger and stuff in. And so you just slip the cords in there with it and then put, drop it in your backpack. And it's about like in the space that the steam deck and that little portable monitor take up in your back backpack is about the same as a gaming laptop and it's big charging. I'm not saying you're, I'm not saying you're wrong. But most people are, would be much, I mean, you gotta remember, you're also gonna have to carry probably a power, and I, do those external monitors draw power from the Steam Deck? Yeah. Well, the one that I have does. I, I'm sure there are others that, like, are bulkier I, 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 and need a okay, bigger. Okay, so you're gonna get longer battery life on a laptop. That's sure. That's, that's for sure. That's true. No, not even a okay. question. And you're going to yeah. get way less battery on the steam deck. If your monitor is also drawing off from it. So you're going to, you're going to have a hard yeah. time with. So I, I just think that, yeah, there's going to be some people out there that are going to do the exact same thing you're doing. And that's fine. That's a perfectly valid use. So I, I just don't think that we can say, Hey, uh, this is the way you should always, you should by default go just because I mean, no, I mean, no, no, may, no. maybe if you're going to, you, my, here's my point. If you're gonna if you're gonna buy a Steam Deck, buy it because it's a wonderful gaming console, and the computer is just kind of like an amazing extra. You know what I mean? Don't buy it because it's a computer, then you're getting a, the gaming consoles on the side. You know what I mean? That that'd be that's the wrong way I think of looking at it. But it yeah. Well, I I, I really think it's just like really it doesn't come down to like whether or not you want a computer or like a gaming device, it, it, I guess it really comes down to, do you need a computer and do you play games? 
Because if you do, if you need a computer and you play games, then it's perfect. But if you don't play games, then no, you don't, you don't really, you probably won't want the Steam Deck. And it's not, and I, like, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. It's not, it's not because it's not a good computer. It's just, it has a whole bunch of bells and whistles for gamers that you're never going to use and you pr- and you could get better battery life and stuff out of a laptop like that a hundred percent like obviously go, go with something else but i think if you're a gamer and you you at the very least frequently play games like like no time bearing on it but just if if like the past week you you can remember five separate times where you were playing video games getting the steam deck as your computer is probably a good option yeah because uh, again assuming that you're also like when i i guess when i say getting the steam deck as a computer i guess that that does imply that you're going to get the like you already have a monitor or something like you know a proper setup and then you're going to get like the um dock for it uh, as long as you get the dock for it, like I mean, it's at that point, it's literally just a regular computer, just portable. Mm. So yeah, see, you you said something there that was interesting. If you you said if you can remember yourself playing games five times in the last week, you're gonna be good. I haven't played a game a single time in the last week, so <laughs> I'm not a gamer. <laughs> Turns out, yeah. Um, I think I think that's where it, this allows me to kind of take it because you're obviously very entrenched in the ecosystem of. Like you, you, you are a fanboy when it comes to the Steam Deck. Yes. yes? So yes. I'm a, I can be the objective observer in this case. That yes, it sounds like it's really fantastic, but I there's still obviously some areas where it's not going to be the thing that you should buy. But here's the question I have to answer. So we talked about the things that we discussed before this was launched. How it could be really bad for Linux if if it didn't launch well. That fear has passed and it's obviously in a situation where it's very popular you still can't just go out and buy one it has a ton of games for it that play really really well the hardware is fantastic they've kept their promise and this is basically an open source device it's not actually an open source device but they've published like the schematics on it they've done videos on their own youtube channel over how to pull it apart and replace stuff on it it's really so it's all this stuff right they've done I mean, you, like, you could never imagine uh, Nintendo saying, hey, it's perfectly okay for you to open up your Switch and repair it yourself if you want to. Uh, they would never do that. Um, Steam- oh, shit. Nintendo's attacking the Steam Deck videos that are showing that you can play, you can emulate Switch games on it. Yeah. Like, Nintendo is actively taking down channels and YouTube videos that show that off. So... Yeah, Nintendo would never do the stuff that Valve is doing so Val- right now. Valve never. has kept their promise, and this is the most open device you can basically buy. And I think that that's fantastic. But the question then becomes, has it done anything to spur actual Linux adoptions? So if you buy this, do you think that there are people out there who say, wait, this is really good, Linux is really good for gaming, therefore I'm going to install Linux on my computer? I mean, I'm sure that's happened, but do you think that that has become a big thing that a lot of people are doing? Um, honestly, I don't... I That's a question that uh, you can only speculate on, and I will say they're... Based off of how good the experience is, 
uh, switching over to desktop mode on the Steam Deck and using their um, the KDE spin that they have here, I'm going to assume that there is most likely going to be an overwhelming number of people that get the Steam Deck just to play games or get it for their kids just to play games on. And then them switch over to desktop mode and end up liking it and finding it familiar enough to Windows to where they are at least interested in figuring out how to install it or why it's different. Because I'm, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that get the Steam Deck and switch over to desktop mode and are like, oh, this is really cool. Like This is really neat. And, and not know that it's not Windows. Like... Because, I mean, if, if we're being honest, like, when, especially when it comes to, like, things like the Steam Deck, like, consoles, most people don't really think about the OS. Like, that's not really something that ever, ever even comes to mind. So, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that, when they find out that it is very much like Windows, they're like, well, how is this different and everything? And that's their kind of entry point into Linux. I think that's definitely a possibility and probably probably going to be very likely to intrigue people enough that aren't familiar with Linux into checking it out just because it is it is a very clean switch from the console experience of the Steam Deck to the desktop mode it it's such a smooth transition um and also like I don't know they've made it to where it just it feels good to switch over from one to the next. Like yeah. it, it feels so good. Like, cause like the thing is, is like a, a, what I've heard from a lot of people is like, I can't, I can't really see myself using the desktop mode on the go. And to me, that's like great. Like I, I've, I've been kicked up laying, like laying back in my bed with the steam deck over me and using the touch pads and then you can press the steam deck button and the X button and it'll bring up the, the touchscreen keyboard. And like, I mean, it, it's really nice. Like it's, it's a really nice um, user experience. Um, so with how good it is, I see a lot of people checking it out. There are many things that I want to know that I don't think we'll ever know. Uh, first of all, I want to know the question that I just asked. Do you, do we know if there is an entry point for people who started on the Steam Deck and then installed Linux? I, I think in a year or so when I've been doing YouTuber a little bit longer, I'm going to do a poll on my channel that will ask that question to see how many people's entry point into Linux was the Steam Deck. Because it, right now it's still pretty new. I want it to be a little bit you know older and more available, I guess, by the time I do that poll. The other thing that I would love to know is the number of people who actually use the desktop mode. Because I, you're too young. Well, you might not be. You probably were pretty young. Do you remember the Motorola Atrix? No. You were, probably would have been pretty old. It was or pretty young. Probably You probably would have been about 12 years old. So you, um, That was a, a device. Uh, it was a cell phone. came out on AT&T. And it had this fantastic idea. Basically, what you do is you would buy an, a laptop that came along, was an accessory for it, and you could plug your 
Motorola Atrix into the back of it, and it would be your computer, right? And this mm-hmm. whole idea of convergence, right, where you have one device that does multiple things. Ubuntu tried it. That was the whole idea behind Unity and stuff and the Ubuntu phone, and Firefox tried it. And a lot of people have tried this thing where, you know, you have one device and it's kind of multiple things. Mm-hmm. And I think time and time again, it has been proven that when people buy something that is very specifically a thing for something, so uh, it's a game console first. When people, vast majority of people, I'd say everyone outside of Linux nerds, buy the Steam Deck, they buy it because it's going to play games. That's the reason why they buy it. They, yeah. they, that's what they buy it for. And I'd be surprised if the vast majority of them even know that it's Linux. Or at least the, I mean, maybe they know tangentially that it's Linux, but they don't know really what that means. Um, or yeah. maybe they even know what it means, but they don't really care. It is because they're just going to buy. Well, I'm sure a lot of them have heard that it's Linux, but they have no idea what that means. Yeah. And they also don't really care to know. Right. It's just like, that's like a buzzword or like something that's like attributed to the Steam Deck that they just, they pair it to other people, but they have no idea what it actually means. Well, so yeah. the... I would love to know, because like we've had the situation many times before, like I said, where a company's tried to come out with a piece of hardware that does multiple things, you know, tries to be your computer and your phone at the same time, tries to be your, you know, in this case, your gaming console and your computer at the same time. I'd be very interested to know how many people actually use the desktop mode. And I mean, on purpose, not like they stumble into it. Um yeah. I, I would, I mean, this is the cynic in me, right? I'm very cynical when it comes to this. I would be very surprised if very many people use the desktop mode at all that aren't Linux enthusiasts. Like, of course, the, of course, yeah. you're using it. You're you're a Linux nerd. Uh, of well, course, I not. actually agree with you. I think you're right. I I don't think most people. I I really don't know. I, it it may not be that most people aren't, but I. I do agree with you. I think most people are buying it for the console experience and not really to use as a computer. But to me, I think that's a pro. Like, that's a good thing. Um, that that means the console experience is fucking good. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, I don't, like, I don't if, think it's a bad thing. I just, I, I would, I'm just very curious because... In order, yeah. in order for that first question to ever happen, in, in order for... I, I think that... In order for the Steam Deck to be a gateway to Linux, in a lot of cases, they're going to have to stumble on that desktop mode. Mm-hmm. Because if you just use Lin- the, Steam- the Steam Deck for gaming and never really interact with Linux itself, you're just using Steam all the time, You mm-hmm. Linux kind of fades into the background there. It'd be like using an Android phone, right? You use Android. Technically, you're using Linux, but you don't know it. You don't care. You're not interacting with the command line or compiling your kernel or whatever other than you josh you're obviously trying to do gentle on it i know i know that right now of course of course <laughs> but i mean the the point is is that you're using linux but you're not really using linux because you're not going to have any of the experience that you would need to install linux find alternative programs and stuff like that uh deal around with yeah, networking but- issues stuff like that i think that's what makes the steam deck so great is that there's never a chance where you have to do any of that. Right. Like the way that Valve has approached the Steam Deck is it's it's almost perfect. 
and uh, I'll, I'll elaborate on how it's not perfect. Um, you, you only get the terminal, like very in-depth Linux experience when you want to step out of basic computing. Like if you just, if you want to go over to the desktop mode, like for one, I, I, I think the way that the, the Steam Deck is set up is fantastic. Like for most people, you won't even know there's desktop mode. And, but when you do find it, it works awesome. So it's like a cool hidden feature of the device for most users. But once you get over into the desktop mode for installing applications and moving files around and doing basic like user level stuff, you, you don't have to fiddle around, do anything with the terminal. You don't, you don't have to do any of that. But if you want to install like, you know, things from the AUR or just mess around with Pac-Man, all of that stuff, you run basic terminal command, like super simple, ba like basic terminal commands. And then you can go off and do that. And you can go off and do the more advanced Linux user stuff, but you don't have to. And they also haven't, implemented the system in a way where it's different than other Linux systems. Like as soon as you turn off the read only shit, as, as soon as you do that, you're left with a pretty much vanilla, obviously valve modified, but a, for the most part, vanilla arch experience. So anything that you read tutorial wise or, follow guides on online is going to be accurate. Like the way they've done everything, it's very smart and very, from a user's perspective, it's very fluid and it makes sense and it's really nice to use. So I think there's probably going to be a lot of people that find the, and stumble onto the desktop experience. And that's what leads them down into like, Oh, Linux is probably cool. I might use it other places. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to getting mine, I suppose. I don't I have a feeling like I I know myself very well. Like I'm a I, I'm a very self-aware person and I know exactly how much I game. Um I've talked about this before. I have a uh I have seven Xbox games sitting on a shelf over on the other wall. And three of them have remained in their cellophane wrappers since I bought them 10, maybe 15 years ago. That's how much of a gamer I am. Now, I also, I'm also the guy who, every time I see a Steam sale and it has a game that I think that I might someday want to play, I buy that thing. And I have the vast majority of my Steam library are games that I have never played. Um, ever. Not even installed. Um, that's just the type of gamer quote-unquote I am. <laughs> so I have a feeling that even if the Steam Deck is as excellent as you claim it to be, that it's going to be just like the PlayStation Vita was for me. I used it for a little while uh, and really enjoyed it. And then it collected dust and I never played it again. So for you, I highly, I highly see this being the Steam Deck like experience for you. You get it. You play with it for a while. You like it. But then it sits down and collects a lot of dust until like for me, I, I, I think the steam deck for you will be really awesome for when you have to travel somewhere. Like 
the Steam Deck, like that's the one thing about the Steam Deck that really appeals to me is I can take it with me somewhere and I can have my entire like workstation set up, broke down and put in a backpack. And that that to me is what makes it really good. It's not in a, like a laptop in the sense that you can just pull it out and quickly set up and start working. It's that you can take your whole like workstation and take it with you. That's what's really cool. Um, but for you, yeah, I, I, I highly, highly see you getting it, playing around with it, then it collecting dust until you have to like go somewhere for something and then it being like really awesome. It could be. Cause it could be. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. I, and I think that we both agree that the Steam Deck has just been a phenomenal success. It'll be interesting to see what happens when they finally catch up with orders and you can just go buy one. Um, I think that'll be cool. Um, one thing that we need to note, and I'm just going to say this out loud so that I remember, is that next week I'll have to wear different headphones. Because apparently this microphone hears your voice because I'm, I'm, oh, listening, I'm listening in open back earphones. So apparently it's so close to my uh, earphones or my headphones that it can hear you. And that's how sensitive this damn microphone uh, is. Um, I suppose I can move it further away from me. Hmm, that's fun. So I don't know how well this recording is going to go. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, it, that, it, that's going to make post a lot it, more interesting. Is what, I'm, what I'm saying. Um, appar- apparently, I might as well just be using speakers. Say something for me, would you? Yeah, this is me talking. Say say something again. Uh, saying something oh, again. Oh, definitely. I can hear you just about as good outside of the headphones as I can inside them. <laughs> uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's great. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do about that. That's you know, I, I bet you the probably the best thing to do would be to do something like this, where uh, you can't see me, but in, instead of having the microphone off to the side like I normally do, uh, I'm sure that was very. I'm sure everybody who's listening to this is very happy that I just manhandled the microphone into a different position. <laughs> hey, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> yeah, that, that's when I move my microphone. I feel terrible anytime I move this thing because, like, as soon as I start moving it, it creaks so bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, and I'm continuing to, to move it, so I, I don't know. Probably needs to be like this down here, like very low, so that I don't breathe directly into it. Um, we'll see if see if that helps. It's not gonna be a big deal except for on the podcast because this is the only time when I have you know people talking to me. Anyways, um, what what is that Xbox Matt is mentioning? Eggs Xbox, dude. How old are you? There, there's still Xbox players out there. Lots of them, I'm sure. The Steam Deck is not the only game well, in town. All right, you need. I mean. Xbox play like let, let's just be honest if, if you're playing on Xbox as a grown man like why I like I can never Xbox Xbox chat is one of the most degenerate places oh. ever I know like, I know tons it, of adults who play Xbox games they don't do chat yes I, like but see that like that's the thing like I I I don't understand having an Xbox for multiplayer games at all because like I've never, like you will 
here with the worst things that humanity has to offer like uh, like auditory wise on xbox game that's Chat. not even close to being true and and i say that knowing that you're right but the the, the, <laughs> the thing is is that the 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 insults that come across on xbox chat are so unoriginal it's basically like it's the world's biggest yo mama joke because <laughs> you know, every, every yeah. single one of it is a nine-year-old who has no wit whatsoever, no intelligence and no creativity trying to come up with an insult that's going to tr- somehow make you cry. But really, it's just, oh, your yeah. mama is well, so fat. <laughs> or it's the N-word. Like, I, I swear to God, I've, I've heard more kids learn and then parrot the N-word on Xbox Game Chat. It is the just it's a cesspool i don't i don't understand how grown people still use xbox i i don't get it it i just i'll never get it also in this day and age why buy an xbox especially if you have a windows computer because like just buy a graphics card for it it's the same shit like you can buy the Game Pass and play all the Xbox. You can games you can buy an Xbox for like three hundred dollars in order to get a top end graphics card. You have to spend like nine hundred dollars. So there's a reason why. That's not true anymore. You, you no like just just go look at graphics card prices now. You can get you can get a sixty seven hundred uh, XT for like I don't know like four hundred fifty bucks. Nobody so like no, for three hundred. Nobody but nobody buys AMD cards. Uh, and I just looked at like the I do I, I I would too, but I'm just saying most people want the Nvidia stuff, and the Nvidia stuff is still yeah. it's not as expensive as it was six months ago, but definitely it's still pricey. Um, but yeah, I mean some people like yeah, you're a PC gamer, okay? PC gamers are notorious for not liking console gamers. It's just the thing that happens. Right? Well, look, it's it's not that I don't like console <laughs> gamers because my buddy has my buddy has a PS5. I'm sorry, but. We're still friends. Menta, like, Menta, did you just Menta, that's where Republicans are born. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's just <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> that's but like so funny. When, when it comes to like console gamers, what like the only thing that gets me is like buy, like I don't understand buying an Xbox anymore. Like I understand a PlayStation. Like Sony doesn't make uh like, you know, an operating system. They don't they don't really do the same things that Microsoft does. And when you get a PlayStation, you get like exclusive games that you can only play on your PlayStation. Mm -hmm. The Xbox, there's a fucking Xbox app on windows. Like you, you get game pass. And so all the games that you can play on your Xbox, you can play on your computer. Is that the windows experience on a TV is horrible. It's absolutely atrocious. So, Messing okay. messing around with the Xbox app and trying to play on a on a big screen TV is not a good experience. When you compare that to the Xbox, which is actually built for TV, it's much better. I mean, it's just miles and away better. Yes. So that's the okay. That is yes, you have fair point. So that is fair point. But the one thing that you said is absolutely true is that Sony does do seem to do a better job of exclusives, or at least they used to. Uh, now that Microsoft's buying literally every single game ma- developer out there, mm-hmm. that's probably not going to be true anymore. Like, they even bought, like, fucking Call of Duty now. They own, you know, like... I know. Like, they, they, they're going to own literally everything. It's going to be Microsoft and Disney. They're going to own the entire goddamn yeah. world. <laughs> I, I, do, I don't get it. Like, 
I, I genuinely don't get it. Like, I also don't understand how, like, there is plenty of people that are happy with what Microsoft's doing, buying up all these game studios. Like, well, how, what? I mean, like, I suppose in their defense, Microsoft has done an okay job over the years of not interfering too much with the game uh, studios that they do own. That's true. But they also have a reputation where that's not always going to be true. You know what I mean? They have a very long reputation of eventually killing off things that they just know that they're not going to make money because that's what they're in there for. They're they're it's going to be like that. And they're never they're in the position where they want to eventually probably make everything part of their game pass where you pay for your subscription. And all of the games are there. And it's going to be just like if you want to watch the new uh, Lord of the Rings uh, show. You have to subscribe to Amazon in order to do it, right? It's going to be that thing, but for games. And it's not going to be that great of an experience because Microsoft doesn't know how to make software worth a damn. Like They, they really, really don't. I know a lot of people like no. Windows, but their, their software experience for the most part is god-awful and always has been. Um, that's, I mean, granted, I'm the biggest biased person in the entire world. I'm a Linux nerd, so, um... Well, that, and you also hate Windows. With, like, with passion. Firm. Like, the thing is, like, if you if you buy a Sony PlayStation, and first of all, at least you know that underneath it all, it's open BSD, right? <laughs> like, it's, it's running yeah. BSD. Uh, I don't know what the... Does... Xbox, Xbox might even use Linux. I don't even know. No, you, no the, the Xbox uses the no. NT kernel, right? It uses it uses no. Windows, so it's not Linux. <laughs> so at least if you buy if you buy um, the the PlayStation, you know the underlying operating system is at least a, a fraction of open source. Right? It's not really, but you know whatever. Um, but also Sony doesn't. Sony just really has a really bad problem naming things, and they've never come across as the most evil corporation in the world. They just you know kind of exist. Um, Microsoft, obviously no. the devil. Well, I don't know about devil, but they're just one of the devils. Terribly, <laughs> well, they're, no, they're just terribly ran. Like they, they just like I don't under like. There's in the executive world, it blows my mind how there's so many people that are completely useless that make like my yearly income is like a fraction of what they make, probably in a month, like. I, I don't understand it. Like there's Microsoft execs, Mozilla. I mean, we've spent plenty of time talking about Mozilla execs that make way too much money. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I, it, it's one of those things where I think there's a lot of companies that are just, they're ran very poorly. And Microsoft is one of those companies where they're ran as a very successful, like publicly traded company, but they're ran as just one of the most, anti-consumer like just terrible companies to deal with i think the i think the thing when it comes but, to microsoft is that we have to remember and i hate to, feeling defensive of them because but i'm not because i'm not uh i think that the <laughs> biggest thing about, to remember about them is that they are not a consumer company at all anymore uh, yes they still sell windows and xbox and stuff like that but those businesses are so small when it comes to their enterprise working specifically azure or azure or a third or whatever the hell it's called 
Um, you know, yeah. um, that thing makes them billions and billions of dollars. That's where their money is. And that's where their CEO came from. He's the enterprise guy. So that's the reason why it feels like sometimes Xbox kind of languishes. It's the reason why Sony always beats the pants off the Xbox, right? Because Sony, the, the new Sony console, it come, always comes out first. It never comes out with the same problems that the Xbox always comes out with. Uh, usually has better exclusives. I don't know that that was so true this generation, but, uh, you know, that and for whatever people, the the PlayStation has some some of the same nostalgic factor that Nintendo has. Like the the original PlayStation and PlayStation One were around before the Xbox, and uh, people remember those games. Like the even though the original PlayStation came out like many years after like the SNES and stuff like that, they still kind of have that same era around them, like the vintage video game stuff like that. Like people. And, it's much more popular, at least it feels like it's much more popular to emulate like the first gen PlayStation games than it is to emulate something that was for the original Xbox. You know what I mean? Because first of all, the original Xbox had like zero exclusives, like really, <laughs> other than like Halo. That was like the only one that I remember. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there's like an Xbox nerd out there like, oh, they had all these, but nobody else remembers those. Um, but it, it just feels like. If you're a true gamer, how the hell did we? Oh, at least we stayed in the gaming sphere when it, with our topics. I guess I don't know. The, the whole conversation just—it's just really Microsoft buying all the game studios. If you are a gamer, shouldn't excite you because just because those game studios will have access to the Microsoft money bag doesn't mean that. They can't be shut down or absorbed or uh, changed in a way that doesn't really make it good for them and good for gamers, right? It doesn't mean that they're automatically going to be, like, horrible, Um, but... Well, also, nothing says that Microsoft acquiring them uh, is is Microsoft saying that, hey, you're allowed to touch the money bag now. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, they uh, bought so many, they probably don't even remember all the names of the things that they've bought at this point. Yeah. Right? So there's 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 a group of guys in a closet somewhere in Redmond developing the next whatever, and they've never heard from Microsoft ever since they gave them the money. You know what I mean? So um, nope. it's one of those things. It's just... Maybe this is a topic we should talk about sometime, like as a main show, like the whole idea of companies that are so interested in acquiring literally everything, like Google and Microsoft and Facebook, where the point where we, you know, we just kind of let them. Like we have an antitrust system in this country. <laughs> I don't know what they do. <laughs> like you know, you yeah. know, there's like a whole department that's dedicated to antitrust, but they're all just like they're they're, they're sitting there, they're smoking weed. Uh, they're they're perfectly happy little people, right? You know, they've never said a bad word against anybody. They're just there, chilling out, probably playing some video games. And every once in a while, yep. you'll hear him. You'll hear him say, "Oh, maybe we should break up Facebook today." Like, and then there's the the guy in the back that does the really hard drives. You're like, "Nah," <laughs> you know. It's just, what do those people do? Why are we paying them? They're obviously really not good at their jobs. Anyways, um, yeah, totally off topic. Um, and I probably managed to offend every weed smoker out there by comparing them to the government. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't think so. It's, I mean, I didn't feel offended. It's pretty hard so. to offend weed uh, people who smoke weed. I mean, they're just happy. They're happy people. Um, that's right. That's right. I, I'm just, you know, not a fan of smoke. I can't help it. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, pizza is my weed. Okay. It is. Okay. <laughs> I would smoke it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying this. If you could smoke pizza, I would try. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, moving on to the thingy of the week. So every week, Tyler and I get together and we find the most interesting things that we want to talk about. Sometimes they're applications. Sometimes they're other things. And uh, this week is no different. So Tyler, what is your thingy of the week? And, uh, I'm stunned that it's not the Steam Deck. Well, you told me I couldn't do that anymore. I know I did do that. I'm, I'm surprised that you listened. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know I don't I don't do that normally, but this time I did. Um, my thingy of the week is the cat pooch and color scheme or color palette, whatever. Um, you can search it up. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, I I've been using it for quite a while now. I really like their. I use their mocha. Um, I use the mocha mauve, which is like. The, their darker, their darkest color scheme with uh, the purple accenting. Um, I I really like it. Um, yeah, it's uh, that's what I've been using lately, and I, I'm sticking to it. I like it. Okay, so I'm going to actually show you this, or show everybody else this, on screen, so you can actually see this uh, color scheme. I have, because I of course I have a rice of it, and I can change it with my script. So that's. Mm-hmm. You're seeing on screen right now the cat poussine, cat poutine, cat puccino, cat whatever the hell the fucking's called, um, color yep. scheme. Yeah, so that's that's what that is. So, um, yeah, that is a good, good that is a good color scheme. All right, so my uh, pick of the week is one that I probably should not do on YouTube. I'm just saying this is called uh, YT-DLP. It is a fork of YouTube DL, and it is the thing you want to use if you want to creatively acquire things off from YouTube. That's as much as I'm going to say about it because I don't want to get demonetized. Um, but it is very good. And the thing, the reason why I put it here is not because uh, YouTube DL or whatever it is is bad, but YTDLP, YT-DLP is like 100 million times faster. Like seriously, it is a astonishingly fast like, like i can't even be- begin to tell you how fast it is like i downloaded something randomly and it on re- with the regular uh dl i it took like 10 minutes and then it crashed like nine 90 percent of the way through and so i was like you know i'm just gonna try the fork of this thing and it did it in 30 seconds like the whole the oh, whole nice. album was like 30 seconds it was like done it was nuts um so yeah definitely check that out if you creatively acquire things off from the uh google thing that we i i'm trying not to get demonetized people i can't say the words okay i'm probably already going to get demonetized <laughs> probably going to get because they scan these videos for anyone who says youtube and then the words dl you know <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I i'm so getting my channel pulled um, sayonara, I, I guess. I don't know. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> if I had, oh, wait. Here's wood. Knock on it. <laughs> anyway, so that is it for us this week. Coming up uh, next week, I actually have no clue what we're going to be talking about. 
we have a whole bunch of topics here that we could talk about. So uh, we'll choose one of those things and we'll talk about something really good. Probably not gaming again. We'll 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 move away from gaming because if we talk about gaming, that inevitably leads to Tyler talking about the Steam Deck. I will not. I will not stop simping for the Steam Deck, regardless of topic. Okay. I just just want to make that clear. Okay. I want to know how much anybody in the chat or anywhere in who listens to this would pay Tyler to install Gen 2 on the Steam Deck. Okay? So, so, oh, I, I would definitely do it for $100. <laughs> definitely. I'm just saying, someone paid him 50 bucks for Plan 9. How much... <laughs> would you would you install Plan 9 or whatever the hell it's called on the Steam Deck? No. But, <laughs> I, I mean, if someone wanted me to like do like a week on something wa- weird and wacky like open bsd or something like that i i could be talked into it or like free bsd or something like that i could be talked into it'd it it'd be interesting i mean we'd have to start yeah we'd have to start talking numbers and shit but, <laughs> i'm trying know. to get you some money man. <laughs> getting you into gen 2 again yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> five cents he, he's not that cheap he's at least a dime damn it somebody's gonna have to go back a shitload of dimes <laughs> Oh yeah, it's gonna be a lot of dimes for me to do that. A lot. Uh, why? Why would you? Why would YouTube care about YouTube Dash DL? Because it downloads things illegally off from YouTube, specifically things that you shouldn't own because you don't own the copyright to them. That's the reason. Yep. Why. So, anyways, that is it for this, this this time. If you want to get in contact with us, all the contact information was earlier in the show, but you can find all that stuff at YouTube.com. Slash LinuxCast. Uh, you can uh, support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash LinuxCast. Tyler has a Patreon uh, uh, YouTube channel that he doesn't use anymore and uh, uh, a Discord that he's not on anymore. Like, seriously, this man has. I am on my Discord. Like, uh, there was like a whole. Like, this entire last week, I saw you online like one time. I'm just saying that. You used to be in voice chat like 24 7. Now, hardly yeah. ever there. It's like. And and we all know why. Like he's playing video games. That's what he's doing. Um, this is not a lot. Well, okay. Look, if we're gonna be completely honest, really, in all honesty, the reason that I was gone for so long and I've been gone, I I tried to talk about it, but I I don't think many people saw me talk about it. But um, I did make post on Discord, and I I thought I made a post on YouTube. I may not have. I I really don't know. But um, I I was developing a game uh i wanted to make a survival game that was open source for linux but i also wanted to make it a little bit more higher quality than what i am capable of making right now so i was taking classes on animating which i've i finished my class on animating and everything in blender um and doing some stuff with fps animations like making smooth good like reload animations stuff like that um I, I finished that and I, I've been working heavily on the game project. But then as of here recently, I figured out that Daisy works on Linux and doesn't just work on Linux. It also has some profiles and everything and works great on the deck. So the whole game project's idea was to bring something like Daisy to to be open source, but also on the deck and, Daisy's already there, so I've just been playing Daisy heavily mm-hmm. here here recently. Uh, I'm ju- I'm just saying he has a YouTube channel, he has a Discord server. You might catch him on there if you if you can pry him away from the Steam Deck. 
Um, anyways, uh, we, before yeah. we should go, we should tank. We should, we should, we should, good Lord, Matt. Words, words, not that hard. English, bro. <laughs> Patreon.com slash on this cast. Thanks to everybody who does support me on Patreon and YouTube. You guys are all amazing people, even if I can't pronounce any of the words that I'm supposed to say in this section. So thank you guys for your support. Thanks everybody for watching. We record this live every Friday uh, around 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. We go for around two hours or so. So uh, join us on YouTube.com slash Cash. You can find us live there. Thanks everybody for watching. We'll see you next week. Peace.